Dad on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I'm joined by Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I am a podcaster and nobody's favorite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Today we're talking about starting a business. I just thought I thought that was a funny way to introduce myself. <laughs> Steven here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Contact us through the link in the show notes to start saving for whatever you want. Okay, I am self-employed doing content creation. I do podcasts like this, but I also do videos, pictures, and other content for small businesses, university professors, and nonprofits. Basically, I do a little bit of everything when it comes to content, which I think makes it pretty obvious that I'm just starting out. With that context, I want to get into the finance side of starting a business. There's a lot that comes to mind when setting up a business, and it can be overwhelming. Definitely. There is a lot that comes to mind when setting up a business. And really, it's good that you're starting to think about these things now so that you can get into it right away and set things up from the ground up properly so you don't run into troubles later. Exactly. So I'm trying to avoid some of those problems and make sure I get on the right path. And I think that a good way that we can walk through this process is by looking at my work experience and starting where I started. So I first started earning money for filming and editing about seven years ago. I was paid primarily in sandwiches for doing videos for my friend's restaurant. And then every now and then I would be lucky enough to find a small bit of client work for $100 here or $200 there. So when you're getting these sporadic little payments, I'm wondering how does this work from an accounting perspective? What should I be doing? So one thing to keep in mind is that receiving payments doesn't mean that that's when you record your income. It's actually when you've done the job and you invoice, that's when you record the income. So this is an issue at the end of the year where in December you're you know, going to invoice somebody for a job done, but don't get paid till January, February, March, whatever the case might be. And so you still have to record that income in the prior year, even though you have not received the money yet. Okay. Okay. That's really interesting. I did learn about this a little bit in an accounting class before I stopped paying attention to the accounting class. <laughs> but this, this process... Can you maybe quickly explain um, why why do we do it like that? And then who do I report it to? I record that money and then, you know, I'm probably not making enough to pay taxes on it, uh, which will be uh, a follow-up question here. But how, how would you manage this? Say if I get, you know, a $200 check in February, a $400 check and job in July, and, you know, just a few of those under $1,000 for my freelancing services for the whole year. So just record what you did in the entire year. 
whether you got paid for them yet or not, just record what you did. Because yeah, you do have to record that on your tax return. If you're a sole proprietor, then it goes on your personal tax return. But if you've incorporated yourself as a business, then you would put it into your corporate taxes. Okay, okay. So report it as personal taxes until you're incorporated officially as a business. Okay, so next question. Eventually, I did get a full-time client who'd pay me on a monthly basis. So now I have a little bit more work, but I still had some part-time jobs. And I mean, you don't want to get taxes down. So maybe go into a little bit more detail on on how you can make sure that you get these taxes right. Uh, what kind of, can you expand on the process a little bit of what I should be doing? Yeah, so when you're first starting out, even though you're making a little bit of money, when you do your taxes, you're gonna have to pay CPP. So even like, as long as you make more than $3,500, you will owe CPP, even if you don't owe any taxes. So you have to be conscious of that, that there will be money that you will have to pay out to the government, even though you made less than the personal exemption amount, which currently is around $12,000. So you got to pay something. Um, there's no, sadly, there's no way of avoiding it. The government wants their pound of flesh, but CPP is almost like your retirement savings plan as well. So a lot of people think that it may or may not be there in the future, but that's okay. The requirement is that we have to pay into it. So uh, we have to pay into it. Now, when it comes to getting more work where you're going to be making money over the personal exemption amount where you do have to pay taxes, this is where it does become tricky. And it really depends on how much you're going to make. So really, you got to save, I don't know, I would say about 20%. And then that way, you can You've got the money available to you when you save that up to be able to pay your taxes when taxes are due. And if you make more, then you got to save more because your taxes are going to be higher. So though you you really got to kind of look at the numbers and see where they're at. But if you're making, I don't know, we'll just say 30,000 a year, we want to make sure that you're going to have the available money to pay that tax. So if you can save 20% or 6,000 bucks, you may not owe all of that, but at least you've got it. And then you can just think of it as if you only owed four grand, then you just got a $2,000 tax refund on your taxes. Okay. So I, I like that. That's really good actionable advice to put away the money, put away some money so that you can make sure that you can pay taxes when when tax time comes when you start making that extra bit of money and that leads pretty well into the next question because then i went from having one client as well as a part-time job to being fully self-employed and having enough work where i can pay my bills and i can find work but of course with that comes all these extra things where i'm concerned about keeping a budget paying my bills finding more work getting the work done, right? Having all of these additional concerns instead of just having one client that I can focus that energy on. Now I'm starting to feel a little bit more spread thin. So do you have any actionable advice on how I can keep track of that and how I can make sure that I keep 
my finances as well as my work in order? Yeah, you really need to treat your work as a separate entity. You are your work and your work is you. I get that. But your work money is not your money and your money is not your work money, right? You, you really have to try to keep those separated. So the, the money that you make in the business is actually the business's money. That's not your money, okay? It is for tax purposes and stuff like that as a sole proprietor, but you need to start trading the business as a business. Otherwise, it's a hobby and you make money on it and it's great, but you could do that selling stuff off of Kijiji and blowing all the money that you make that for all the stuff you sold. So you really have to, if you really wanna be a business and a successful business, you need to segregate the business side of your life from your personal side of your life and understand that your business money is the company's money. Even though you might not be incorporated yet, you really have to start thinking of it that way. Because if you start thinking that, oh, the business money is my money and you're making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars down the road or whatever the case might be, you just go, oh, the company's got you know, $6.2 million in it, I'm just going to go do whatever with that. It doesn't work that way. You really need to keep the business as business and your personal as personal. So, you know, just like you probably didn't want to fork out your personal money to start your business, to buy, you know, cameras and microphones and computers and whatever else, you wanted that to be your money. You would rather have the business to pay for that stuff, right? So it's the same way. You want the business to keep that money so that it can hire employees, it can you know, buy new software, it can buy new equipment, things like that. And that's the business part of the, of the equation. So just keep that in mind that doesn't matter what you do, whether you're selling eggs or whether you're, you know, a pop star and selling music, whatever it is, you need to keep business and personal separate. Your business is a separate individual. Think of it that way, that if you need extra money, you know, you need a raise, you got to go to the business and ask for a raise. Now, you might be on the board of directors of that business and say, yeah, that's okay. We can do that. But you have to look at it objectively and not just oh yeah, there's 50 bucks in the account, so I'm just going to take it. Okay, I think that's really great actionable advice of what we can do. So what I've gotten out of this so far is put money away so that you can pay for taxes and then learn to keep the business money separate from your money. Learn to distinguish those two entities, even if technically on paper, legally, they're not start building those habits so that we can do that. And I think this is a good time to note as well, CPP and other programs that we mentioned on this show are Canadian focused, but I think that this advice can generally be applied across the board. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. Now where I'm at is I'm earning enough to pay my bills and I'm earning enough to put some money away and start paying off my student loans and even 
pay my brother, Bryce, and co-host of this show. So this is where I feel like I'm getting into the technical stuff. Do, do I make the company official? How do I do that? Do I pay taxes now? How much should I expect to pay? What's the difference between personal and corporate taxes? I have a lot of questions on this technical stuff that I'm starting to think about. So what, what is the place that I start at with this? So for one, you're a self-employed individual. So your business is official, if you will, right? You just need to separate it from your personal stuff. So, you know, a lot of people will think of, oh, do I make the company official being, do I incorporate? Well, there's a few reasons to incorporate. And honestly, you want to chat with a lawyer to get all the specifics there. But the general rule is, if you have liability issues, like if somebody's going to be able to sue you for doing something, then you want to incorporate. Or if you're making more money than you can spend, which is usually a hard problem for most people, then you want to incorporate. Otherwise, there, there's a few other reasons, but you know they're not really big ones. So that, that would be kind of the, the rule of thumb, if you will. Uh, and I guess one of the other big ones I should say too is... Um, if you have another, if you're partnering up with somebody else, then you probably want to go see a lawyer and make sure you have all the I's dotted and T's crossed so that, you know, you are both safe within your uh, corporate structure. So uh, after that, do you pay taxes now or later? So really pay taxes only when the government wants you to pay taxes. Otherwise, don't give them any extra ahead of time because, well, we all know what governments do with money. So they tend to just fritter it away. So it's better in your pocket than it is in the government's. Uh, at some point in time, if you are owing enough in taxes each year, they will ask for quarterly installments, but they'll tell you when you need that. And otherwise, that's kind of where you start. You know, you need to do, you need to build your business and uh, get that income coming in so that you can grow it. Excellent, excellent. And I think that answers my last question as well. So what I get out of this to summarize the conversation is build good habits, make sure that you put away money so that you can pay taxes when the time comes. Having that budget is hugely important and those are conversations we're going to be having a lot on this show is building a budget making sure that you have the right things in your budget. And then the last thing and the biggest thing I think is to keep those entities separate. Keep your money separate from the business's money so that it all stays organized and so that you don't end up in trouble when you either have to pay taxes or start paying employees or do something else major with the business. Uh, so thank you for answering my questions. If you have any final thoughts, uh, please feel free. Yeah, I do. Um, one thing, just record everything. Record your expenses, record your income, record if you go out to see clients, record your mileage, record absolutely everything. Because once you take it in to go see an accountant, if you don't know how to do your own taxes, then you'll want to have all that information so that you're able to claim all the expenses that you can against your income because you don't want to pay any extra taxes that you don't need to. 
with that, then I suppose that's about time to wrap it up if you want to take us away. Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Alex Williams, and you can find me basically on any social app as Alex Williams. And it's spelt a little differently, A-L-E-X-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S, because guess what? My parents named me Alex Williams, an incredibly common name. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Dad on Money is produced by Mecco Radio. Of course, we are sponsored by the small business accountants and financial advisors. The music in this episode is by Ian Post. This episode was hosted by Stephen Williams and myself, Alex Williams. I also edited and produced this episode. Thanks for listening. Mecco.